0: Welcome to the Pharma Sales and Tech Podcast. Join Artem, Stefan, Ruslan, and Chris as we explore the latest trends and developments in the pharmaceutical industry with a focus on sales and technology. From cutting edge innovations to practical tips and strategies, our expert guests will provide valuable insights to help you stay ahead of the game. Tune in to stay informed, inspired, and connected with the world of pharma sales. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Stefan here from Platforms, and we have another episode with a very delightful guest. So, this is an episode for Sales Pharma and Tech Podcast. And today we have Raushan Rahatova, who is a pharmaceutical executive, a general director, a lady. Please welcome the guest and she's working for Ferrer Kazakhstan. Welcome, Roshan.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Stefan, for inviting me in your podcast. I'm very glad and nice to meet you too, Stefan.
0: I'm very glad. If you wish, all of our guests, they should do like a short intro about who they are and what they do. If you wish, you can make one.
1: Intro about the company. Or... No,
0: yeah about the company what do you do in the company like what ah, sort of... about me
1: you mean about me yeah, yeah
0: yeah we care about you as a personality you know
1: okay then. <laughs> thank you so i'm working in pharmaceutical companies i have more than 20 years of experience in the pharmaceutical field in central asia and kazakhstan especially in my region I work in several pharmaceutical companies. I start from the bottom level to the up, to the top. So I know exactly all the work, you know, how pharmaceutical companies in our region operate and how they work. Actually, I can understand the processes that are going in the company as operational manager and as Mm -hmm. a... Admiss that as an executive. So, this is about me. Now I'm working for the Ferrer International. It is the big Spanish pharmaceutical company, Ferrer International, with the headquarters in Barcelona. And we have affiliate here in Kazakhstan that we're working with the neurology product. We have urology and OTC product here in Mm
0: -hmm. Kazakhstan. Because we've just been, our guys have just been the platforms, the Reuters Farm event in Barcelona, you know, where you, Um, you guys are headquartered. Yeah, great event. A lot of like big pharma, a lot of interesting news, a lot of like you know, omnichannel, multi-channel discussions. It was it was great. Okay, so can you tell me? Have you covered sales like sales strategy in the past in your past jobs?
1: Yes, yes, of course. I work in a sales as a sales strategy in the marketing side, so I cover all this sales and marketing.
0: Amazing. Okay, so maybe you remembered. Is there something you want to share? Like maybe a successful sales. Slash marketing strategy that you've implemented in the past and it brought like maybe good results. Maybe you remember something like that?
1: Oh, (laughs) no, I personally like marketing, you know, it's very interesting work. Like, you know, it's like a whole of the creativity work, (laughs) you know, and it's like an art. And in every company, you can find Something that are you did and that was successful, I think, for the all managers, especially for the product for marketing manager. they can remember from the last episode that we can remember is the you know this difficult time quarantine for COVID. Yeah. So this time I see that we had this very strong quarantine. I, I know it's it's affect all of us and in pharmaceutical field also. So was not able to work with the doctors because they are always very busy with this infection going. And we always locked at our houses <laughs> and we start to work from home. And in, in this time, what we are started to do, a really work with the digital marketing because in previous and past time, we also has done digital marketing. We tried to work with, I tried to make this webinar, this online visits, all these things, but we was not so, how to say it's, it was not for us as important as the offline events that we did. And after that, when quarantine started, we experienced a sales drop. And we experiencing people, what is the most affected? It's affect our people our, in the company that are started to lose their motivation. They didn't okay. understand how to work, what to do. You know, you can't enter any hospital, you can't reach your doctor. And from this time we started to work in digital marketing and I want to tell you that before, uh, what I experienced is in the companies, they are not believing in digital. They not believed in digital marketing. They not believe that it will c- come with the results. And uh, this was a very, you know, it takes several months yeah, to insist on it, on my people, to insist and to explain them. Even if I was not sure, you know, I will tell you the truth, I was not sure how it will work, but I but you know, you say, look, there is a thing that you have to do now, you don't have any other choices. So and we started to create some events. And during this time, we it was not only very successful things, but it was teamwork, and we create a several Kind of events, you know. Uh,
0: Can you you explain more what sort of events? I'm actually really curious. And I think our audience as well. What sort of events did you get?
1: It's like, you know, webinars. Okay. It's more like webinars. We create several types of webinars. If we have, for example, we have the, uh, when we are doing it offline, we have these big conferences, we have round tables, you know, we have small doctors, DJMs, uh, doctors group meetings. So we have these different types that we did in offline and then we transfer it to online stage how to say that.
0: To okay, online yeah online mediums, yeah, okay yeah
1: to to medium and um, What we didn't make this big conferences, because, you know, we can, you can join, the doctors can join to any big conference on that is, at that time was going online. We did several big events, big online events, and we did several round tables. You know, it's long to uh, explain, but we did even better than we did offline.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, some
1: some of the events, they, they work even better, and... What we see that doctors they also was hung they have this hunger for the information because all what they see for the several months is they was locked in the hospital and all the seeds all what they see is the covid 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 this infection these patients. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to know new things that is happening in the world. For example, if you take our region, not our, all our doctors, I will tell you, most our, of our doctors, they don't understand English. They are not speaking English, they are speaking Russian, they are speaking local languages like exactly. Kazakhstan, Uzbek, in Uzbekistan, uh, know, in Kyrgyz, they have a Kyrgyz language. So but a very small portion of them are speaking English. So, and when you have this information in English translated and presented to the doctors, they are online. They are taking it very well. And actually all the people in the company, they are started to believe in these things, in this online digital marketing, in all these tools. And they started to use it very actively. And even after when the quarantine is stopped. We started to work offline because yes, of course, offline is the like is the most convenient. Um, Still, maybe I am I have this old school, but I still think that when you are speaking offline, is much better. And doctors and all your clients, they are they can feel you. They can you know it's a different type of the communication, not as online, but still, you can have this uh, online. And now what they did, they are combining offline and online uh, work in the Mm -hmm. as a marketing manager as a sales people and you know it worked very well it is really things that can i mean this online digital marketing can Mm -hmm. be a very helpful for the pharmaceutical company especially in the future
0: yeah i agree with that i think so far by being very conservative i think the covid in the covid times there was a big shift to digital marketing and it is indeed it is more efficient because through digital marketing you can do one to many discussions right you can sort of run a webinar like you guys did or you can run maybe like a podcast like we do you can do all these things well which bring you closer to your customer but still there is nothing that could you know replace personal conversation with a client with the doctor so I, it's best is like you know is to use both strategies like offline and online you know and i was wondering what like how are you using like data analytics to inform these decisions about like are digital market and sales are they successful and how do you do that?
1: Actually, uh, well, as we are a mid-sized company in here in Kazakhstan, I mean, our affiliate, mm-hmm. so we are not use this, you know, uh, data services from the this data analyst companies. What mm-hmm. we are doing, we use the data analysis that we are providing to us from the sales figures. All this data is uh, we taking from Viortis. You know, we have this Viortis a company that are very active here in CIS countries, in Central Asia region, especially. And they are providing us with all the needed information about the sales that are going on in our markets. So what we can do, we can analyze, we have all the data and we are analyzing it by ourselves. We can see the things. And also we have our own internal data. Also.
0: Can I ask, what are you using a CRM or a CLM tool?
1: We are, you mean for our Salesforce?
0: yeah for your salesforce
1: for our salesforce we are using as a company Ferreras providing with the sales crm system yeah, we are using crm system
0: okay but do you have any detailing software like like clM closed loop marketing so you could you know show presentations to hcps
1: yeah we have i would say global mm-hmm. we have global system for it no as i already explained that And this global system is in English. And the the lecture... It
0: presents challenges, right? It presents challenges for you to present it to doctors, right? Because it's in English, huh?
1: Yes. That's why we have our own base and our own tools that we are using here in Kazakhstan and in Central Asia.
0: Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Okay, interesting. So how do you, like, you know, through your career, how do you approach and like manage like customer relationships within you know the regulated pharma industry because obviously you cannot give gifts to doctors and, and so on how do you like build relationships in this industry
1: yeah you know the pharmaceutical industry, I think it's the most res- uh, regulated area in the world you know from all the markets so and this is right things you know it has to be regulated because it's health it's human life and health, so it has to be a very it has to be regulated so mm-hmm. and what we do, I'm sorry I have all these you know interruptions.
0: <laughs> it's okay, don't worry.
1: Okay, so before I started, as you know, I started 20 years ago, yeah, and it was quite a wild market, but still in that time we have this ethic code. Every company has their ethic codes and they start, they try to work more ethical, as ethical as it is possible. And still we have this ethic code that we are working on. We cannot give the gifts to the doctors, we cannot provide them, provide any, you know, things that can be controversial, you know, things mm-hmm. to the doctor. But still, what is the doctors? Doctors is the, is the professional people who are eager to give a health to the patients. They want to give the good outcome for the patient's life and the patient's quality of their life. They want to prolong life. And if you have the products that are meet their expectation, meet their requirements for their space, then, then you will have this good connection with the doctors. What you have to be very scientific. I think in the future, work of the medical representatives will be very different. The medical representative year by year, they will be a more, they will have to be a more scientific. They will have Mm. to provide more scientifically correct information to the doctors. For us, for example, I don't know how it's working in Europe, but for our region, region that are Russian speaking, our local languages speaking, that are doctors who is not speaking in English, and I will, I think you will be agree that all the new, all the, you know, innovation is coming in English language. So if you have this translation and you can provide to the doctors this newest information, then of course, you will have this connection because what doctors, they want to have a good product, they want to have a proof. Mm-hmm. Of the product that products work is a you have to read all these you know studies clinical studies you have to know all the results you have to be able to provide this information to the doctors you have to be able to communicate with them very ethically and on a high scientific level the more scientific information you are providing the higher your level as a medical representative the more attractive you will be for the doctors.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So the more knowledgeable you are, obviously. Better, yeah. Right?
1: The more doctors you will attract to yourself. And of course, you have to have these soft skills. Of course, this is must have. I think for all the people who are working in the service, in the service market and the market are providing this information like a consultancy market, you have to have this sales market. You have to have these soft skills. You have to be impassioned, emotional. Mm. You know that's correct yeah.
0: not not only hard data but like you know show empathy right
1: yes yes empathy yeah you have to be very
0: empathic like yeah. for example look i'll tell you a secret like we run this podcast put platforms which is you know a crm clm tool and our goal is to show that our internal like c-level executives rtm ruslan our product team we do have knowledge and we do understand customers like like for example you and others, small, mid-sized businesses who actually have certain challenges. Like they don't know how to choose a CRM or CLM. They're transitioning into digital marketing and they still need a lot of onboarding about like these webinars or like what is e-detailing. You can imagine, I don't know if you can imagine, but there are still companies we talk to that they don't know, they've never used e-detailing, like digital e-detailing, you know? And it's a revelation for them. So we have to do a lot of education. So we want to look, for them as someone who like as empathical leaders who share knowledge, you know, and help them, and you know, with their like sales efforts, with their marketing efforts, with basically bringing the best out of their work. I was wondering, so within, you know, of, during the COVID you had like a shift from like physical to service, let's say digital marketing. What is your secret? Cause I guess you've been quite successful in that. What is your secret of like fostering, of building a culture with innovation, experimentation, within your like marketing or like your sales team and overall your team.
1: The secret is that I have a very strong uh, team that I work physical with the doctors, that had a high level I have a high level of medical representative of the sales manager and the marketing manager as well. And they already had a very strong base. They had a good communication with the doctors. They have this base of the doctors that are that, that they are communicating. We have a very nice product. We have a very effective original product for our, for the patients that are worked. That is, some of them are 30 years old and they are working very well for the patients. You know, they are giving a very nice results for the patients. So, uh, you know, after you have this strong team, you have the base of the doctors who are already believing in our products, who are already had an experience working with this product. Then after shifting to digital marketing is easier. Difficult Mm. is when you have nothing and you have to start with the digital marketing in this conservative field as a medical healthcare field. Actually, the doctors, what I tell you, most of the doctors, they are more, they are very conservative.
0: Mm, Really? Okay.
1: We have this, you know, this doctors, young doctors and this opinion leaders who are more innovative but the general public of the doctors who are sitting who are working usually in the public they are very conservative you know and if you before if you didn't have the, i don't know maybe I, I could be wrong but from my experience but if you don't have you know this base of the doctors already then it will be easier for you to shift to digital if you don't have it will be very difficult
0: Mm, so you you need to gather like these key opinion leaders who are like innovative it's going to be much easier to shift your team and sort of like persuade all the other doctors who are like conservative right yes
1: yes and for example if we'll take for example uh, Mm -hmm. and we have these doctors and you know Even if there is a lot of doctors in one city, but you know, more or less they are have this, you know, connections between each other. They have the friends that are friends of another, friends of another doctor, you know, Mm -hmm. and when and they are communicated, they meet on the conferences and scientific conferences and they have this communication. And if you have some base and you started to work as a digital and you have the successful product, you have the very effective drug for their patients and then it will grow, you know? But it's maybe my personal belief that physical, you have to have this base, the doctors whom I who know is you, who know your product already and who work
0: with you. Okay, makes sense. It's like any other maybe challenges that you faced with, like this innovation, like, you know.
1: Yes, we, it's not like we can tell this, like this is like a a challenge we have to learn. We have to learn Mm -hmm. a lot. I am personally, I have to learn a lot about the digital, about all these new things that are coming because they are coming one another. You know, this artificial intelligence come already here, you know. So all these things you have to learn. And now it's not only that you are having your like managerial experience or you have some sales experience. Mm -hmm. Now you have to have knowledge on this, not the computer science will be like some big, but some of the digital tools, you have to know them. You have to know how to operate in the net. This technical knowledge you have to have, you know, there is, I think it will be for all the people, not only in pharmaceutical field. I think it can Mm -hmm. affect all of us.
0: You know, because we're running the podcast, I speak to a lot of people and, you know, usually innovative leaders in in pharma. And I know, maybe you've heard of ChatGPT. Yeah. And I know, for example, one company, pharma company that they used, so they had an FAQ, frequently asked questions, and they fed to ChatGPT those questions. And then they created the bot, which is connected to that FAQ. So when people have like questions about, you know, what do you guys sell? Where are you from? Yada, yada, yada. Yada. They simply go to the chatbot, they write those questions, and the chatbot answers them like if it was a human. And it's much better than the chats that were previously, because again, previously you would just have question answer. But ChatGPT is able to actually sort of adapt your message and give you a, a better answer. And they've seen an increase in sales because they, you know, those questions were answered proactively, and you didn't have to schedule calls, you didn't have to go to demos, you know. People felt like free to ask questions and then, you know, they had a need. They're like, okay, so here's the answer. Let me, like, sounds like the good product. Let me schedule a demo, you know, let me schedule a call with the sales rep. So it helped them a lot in like for, with the website, with their communication. So that's one, practical use of technology in pharma.
1: I think that pharma in the future will use it more and more. With ChatGPT, artificial intelligence, I think to make more. The goal is not only to provide the right information, which is the most important, but also to be more personal. I think that the company, they can use this artificial intelligence to make it more personal for the doctors. Because when they are enter their, for example, website, now it's like now we are entering a website for any pharmaceutical company it is like there is some information general it's like any site any website you are coming any company it's almost the same it's like some, mm. it's very unpersonal but if, if we will be able i think that in the future the pharmaceutical company especially they will use it to make it more personal for the doctors when they are coming to the for example a website and the the Artificial intelligence will, you know, will know what is the doctor, who is coming to your, who is opening website, you know, and be more personal, give more personal information to the doctors. Correct.
0: Yeah. That's basically what we want to do as well. So like, let's say on our website, I'll tell you, we have pages where, where you have information written per position. Let's say your position is executive. Then you get this page where we sort of describe what our CRM does. And we talk in your language, right? And then if you are, a Salesforce effectiveness manager, you have, we have a different page and we plan to, you know, to create those for, and besides the localization, you know, like for different countries, you know, later Europe and so on, we plan to make it also, depending on the company size and other characteristics. So to make it like, the point is not to make it personalized because you cannot, like, you don't really know who that person is exactly, you know, GDPR rules, you know, make sure you don't know, but you can, sort of like based on the on the initial content or the initial conversation you have with them, we can sort of give them like a journey, customer journey. So they know like, you know, what can they see on the site and, you know, what newsletter can they subscribe? And we also know what information to send them to satisfy their informational needs, right? And so this way we are like sort of being very customer-centric. And I'm looking forward to see that being more implemented in pharma.
1: Yeah, I think it will be in the near future. We'll have maybe near three, four, five years. It will be different. All this, all the tools will be used by not only pharmaceutical, but all the other industry companies.
0: I have just a few more questions for you. And one of them is like, I really see that you're still like very enthusiastic about new technology and, you know, like the digital marketing. And I was wondering, maybe there is a way how you stay up to date to like latest technologies and tools and like how do you guys decide inside your team what to implement like what to go forward what to hold back on
1: because all information is open now it's very easy now to see and if you are looking at the information that are on your field for example pharmaceutical for me now, also, I think the all people, they are interested in what is happening in digital things, what how the things are developing, like chat GPT, artificial intelligence, what is new is coming, what is happening in the world. So I think it's very easy, you know. The professional, they can see the, not only, for example, artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's good, but all the professional people, they will think somewhere at the same time, think how I can use it, you know, how it could be. Uh, useful for me for my work any person I think any person as you and other persons not only pharmaceutical but the doctors who are up to date of all this news they are always thinking of how I can use it, how
0: mm, it can okay. help. That, that makes a lot of sense yeah you want to make it practical right because the technology like VR for example VR used to be the bad boy of technology for a long time but people didn't know how to use it it's just you okay so you have these like games and stuff how can you use it you know like
1: you know i have teenagers i have two sons they are teenagers they are in it and my youngest he's very and the elder also i think all the years now all the teenagers they are very Mm -hmm. intelligent in this field especially they have this xbox sony playstation they have this vr things and you know i think they are updating me more Mm -hmm. and what i T- tell you that my younger he teach me how to use chat gpt first when it comes you know
0: <laughs> he comes well, yeah.
1: To me, yeah and he look you can use it like that you can have this up or you can have it in a computer and how to use he teach me <laughs> because our youngs, youngs they have all this information and i think it's very difficult now not to be updated about the changes i think this is difficult you know you have to be close and then you will, an information, you will just be on your. For pharmaceutical, we have to be in the, this innovation. We have to use all these innovations. We have mm. to use it for our purpose. We have to use it for our doctors. So bring them this innovation to our doctors and this innovative method that they ha- can use, that can make easier their work. And then it will be helps their patients.
0: Okay. So. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way how you can stay up to date and keep on... Growing yeah. your sales numbers. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Last question I have. So, look, I see that you're very experienced, and I like the way that you treat innovation. So, if there could be one advice that you would give to like pharma companies, maybe who face similar challenges to what you have, let's hear you out.
1: My suggestions is use it very actively. Use all the innovation that we have. Not be scared. Just use it because it will be very helpful for you. you have to co- when you use it, you have to communicate more effectively with your doctors and through the doctors with your patients and it is our goal actually goal for all pharmaceutical companies is to bring health and prolong lives for the people for our patients so and through these innovations we can make it more effectively we can have more audience we can show them our factories you know we can use these things and what my suggestion for the companies is to update their websites, make it more personal, give more personal information for the doctors, give them possibility to see how your factory manufacturer plant is working. So I think this will be very effective part of the communication with the doctors. You
0: know? So open up, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pharma is conservative, but like you start need to open up and be more transparent than yeah. all this dogma about pharma and all this pardon me by hate that pharma gets that it will disappear because you'll be transparent and you'll show you what you guys are doing and there is no magic or secret or something and i think that's the good advice innovation and transparency is a good advice for all pharma out there
1: yes yes you are right
0: okay roshan thank you so much for this episode it was amazing we've learned a lot here I wish maybe we can meet in a year time when, you know, we have a new stage of development. We have GPT-15 maybe, and we can discuss how we implemented it with the platforms and our clients. Maybe you can share something. Thank you for the episode.
1: Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for all this interesting conversation and the information also that I learned from you. You know, you are always learned from the people that you are meet.
0: Yeah, of course. That's 100%.
1: Thank you very much. And sorry for my English. <laughs> I think it's not <laughs> very Quite advanced. Don't, but... don't
0: worry. Don't worry. Don't sweat it. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much. See you mm-hmm. sometime. Have a good one. Thank
1: you. thank you. Bye. Have a nice day.
0: You too, Roshan. Bye. Bye.